Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. I was one of the, the first people demonetized. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Were you actually? No, I, I wasn't. Oh, we could talk about it, though, because I got yeah. in a fight with them last year. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I did. Towards yeah, the end. YouTube did, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling into another episode of the Candace Owens Show. My next guest needs no introduction. You probably know her from the internet. She is a stand-up comedian. Nicole Arbor, welcome Hi. to the Candace Owens Show. Thank you for having me. Do you know what I love about you? Tell me. You were <laughs> one of the first people, you might have been the first person to be canceled from the internet. Yes, other than Monica Lewinsky. Other than Monica Lewinsky, first. but she wasn't yeah, yeah. canceled from the internet. She was True. canceled from society. Right. And I remember like watching, I don't even remember how old I was. I feel like it was like a few years ago when you, yeah. make, maybe I was in college, you'd make all these dear this people videos right, and like viral. You yeah. were kind of like the first internet breakout star. Yeah. Not as big as Justin Bieber. I mean, he's Canadian. He's a Canadian. win is a win. We'll yeah. take it. Yeah, <laughs> a win yeah. is a win. You're Canadian. Yeah. Um, but I remember you were kind of the first one that sort of made this a thing where you could like be a personality on the internet and sort of earn your own income that way. Yeah. And then you did this horrible thing. I know. I told the truth. You told the truth. Oh, and gosh. the rule number one on the internet, <laughs> if you want to survive, yeah. is to never tell the truth. Be a liar. Be a liar. Yeah, essentially. Exactly. And you did and a lie. video and it was called... Dear fat people. Yeah. And do you want to recap what you said that was so horrible? Uh, basically, calories in and calories out is how you monitor your weight. Right. It's kind of like if you're eating too much food and being lazy, that's why you're fat. Mm -hmm. is not a disability. You did it yourself. And I meant it. And <laughs> I still mean it. And I remember being on The View and just being dumbfounded that these women – didn't understand that they were mad about nothing. Mm. Yeah, it was. That's yeah. what they do. That's what The View is all about. Yeah. I saw today they were backing white nationalists. I don't know when this will air, but today they got an applause break for white nationalists, and I just flipped my coffee table just to be dramatic. And I was like, we're living in South Park. It has happened. This isn't real life. No, who were they defending? Um, some, I forget his name, but he's like a, a lead white nationalist because he talks some ish about Trump. And they were like, he's talking shit about Trump. He's oh, on our that's, side. That's a rule. Yeah, yeah. No matter what. It doesn't matter who says it. If it's against Trump, the left just like completely says it's okay and it's fine. As a Canadian, the show is hilarious. Dude. Not just yours. Politics of America. <laughs> wow. You guys are dramatic. It AF. is the <laughs> longest running. I don't know if it's a sitcom or if it's. Some days. It, it, some days. Yeah, yeah. It's very days of our lives. Yeah. General Hospital. Almost a little Spanish soap opera, It is too. very soap opera-y. Like, why is she yelling for no reason? Yeah. yeah. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, I know. Yeah. I always say that. I'm like, what is the perception outside of the walls of America on what's going on here? Because, like, you turn on the TV, and it is just so theatrical. Like, you, there, I mean, uh -huh. you can't compete with our real life here. Like, no. there's no point in making soap operas. There's no point in making Broadways because, like, we are living it every single day here. Yeah, America the Musical. America. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and then the award shows and, like, like the other day with Michelle Williams that we were talking about. I had an abortion, but now I have this piece of plastic. That like was like, I was just, <laughs> I was wondering what planet we were on. So for people that are watching this, if you didn't watch the Golden Globes, I definitely didn't either. I just then went to go find clips because Ricky Gervais was just so amazing Ugh. in Roasting the Room. But there is Michelle Williams, who is an actress who accepted um, an award for something. Um, and she goes up and she gets, Probably acting. She, she gets her little <laughs> statue for something. Yeah. She gets her little statue and she gives this speech, um, which was pro-abortion. And she basically said, I would have never earned this inanimate object if yeah. I did not kill my baby and get an abortion years ago. And the room broke out into applause for this speech. And there was tears. And there were women tears. in the crowd crying. And I'm just like, 
Y'all are crazy. You're crazy people. You, like, the same people that are like, Tim Allen did cocaine in the 80s, who didn't, from what I know, and they hate him because of that, are like, kill the babies. Yeah, like, I, it, it was just weird. I was literally just like, this is this is the Twilight Zone. Like, oh, yeah. this, is, this is why people think Hollywood is just, like, an infestation at this point. Because what I was is? like, what a bizarre thing. Like, you murdered your child for an inanimate object and were supposed to be celebrating that. It's very strange. So I didn't follow what you did after you were canceled. Okay. So yeah. you you did did you did you go on an apology tour? Did you give the standard copy and pasted apology that most people give uh, after some no. retrospect and speaking to my friends and family? I've realized that, that my publicist wants me to say X Y Z because my brand deals may be affected by people who pretend to be woke but can't have a conversation. I didn't do that. You didn't do no, that. No, I didn't. I put out another video the next week. Do fat people too? That went viral as well. I'm at 70-something viral videos now, and I just don't give a f***. Sorry if you got to edit that. Uh, I've had one apology in my life. I did one apology, and I regret it. And it was... I did a remake parody of This Is America The when that video came out, I guess, a year and a half ago, Donald Glover. And I made my own parody of it a couple days after it came out. Uh, with women's issues instead, showing, okay, well, that's your America. This is our reality, slightly. It was comedic. It just had some stuff in it. I made it over 24 hours just as like a little mind exercise. People went nuts. They said we were racist, even though half the cast was clearly black. Uh, I'm a racist person. I co-opted his idea as if they didn't know that it was obviously his and I tried to steal it. And I was just like, is this, this is real? Well, if you haven't been called a racist, you haven't lived. Okay, I mean, well, yeah. I've lived. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think yeah. everybody has now been called a racist. I yeah. mean, we're, we're at peak crazy now in society because now black people can be racist and they just call that being a self-loathing black racist. I uh-huh. mean, there was an actual headline when this whole, like, Iran thing happened. Like, the headline was saying that it was a picture of my face and saying that, you know, the, the white supremacists of America should be first on the line. And I just went, this is incredible. This is incredible. What a dick. Headline. Whoever made I mean, that? Like, like, what an incredible headline. I mean, just a picture of a black girl all saying, calling them white supremacists. So I always say now, if you haven't been called a racist, you haven't lived. Um, oh, well, I have lived. As a Canadian, <laughs> I couldn't understand what the issue was. It was clearly, I'm a comedian. It's like all I do. It was clearly a parody. And then over 100 parodies of the exact same thing were created online. Billboard did a list of the top 10 This Is America parodies, did not include mine, even though I had the most views. It was the first one and we're the only one that had women in it. But every other one was okay. And mine made me racist. And it was actually the Clinton's publicity team who came in with my old manager and said, Nicole has to apologize. She has to apologize. And I fought them for a week on it. I'm like, no, this is stupid. I'm not going to play stupid with them. This is a video. No one's feelings are actually hurt. They can tell what this is. They're making up lyrics that aren't in my song. And they were like, no, you have to apologize. So I made this apology, and I, it's the only regret that I have. That you apologized. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it, really stupid of yeah, me. Yeah, I actually said that. I was I was speaking to the CEO of Prigri, and I was saying to her, this new culture of apologies, they're not actually apologizing because they're offended. They just yeah. want you to get on your knees. Yeah. And that's how you should differentiate between whether or not you actually owe an apology mm-hmm. or if, if it's just an exercise for, like, radical leftists to, to put you in your place and to show that, like, they can shut you up. Yep. You should never apologize unless yes. you truly hurt someone. If you actually said, you know, what I did this video and I think there's legitimately people at home watching this who misunderstood it yeah. and are genuinely hurt 
that's one thing. Then mm-hmm. you issue an apology and you say, you know, I'm sorry that it was taken out of, you know, uh, taken out of context, whatever it is. But this new culture is about, I don't like this person at all. So Cancel I'm, gonna, I'm going to look for something that they've said that I can somehow put them on their knees and make them say sorry. And I have never, ever, ever issued a public apology about anything. Oh, well, you're beating me there. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was just totally like, A, me. I wouldn't mean it. Yeah. And uh, B, you don't mean it. You actually aren't looking for an apology. You're not hurt. You just don't like me and you don't like my perspective. Yep. Um, which does doesn't really suck because I don't particularly like theirs either. Yeah, (laughs) but then watching the press cover it as well. Oh, she apologized. She's issued it. I'm like, oh, you're twisting my words now. Mm -hmm. That's not what I said Mm -hmm. or what I meant. She got in line. We did it. Yeah. We did it. Like now she knows the rules. She can't cross. And the thing is, you should never apologize for what you aren't, right? And and that's another thing. It's like when when, when you do concede and you offer an apology, you're saying, I was a racist when I did this. And I think you have to be very careful about that. And and that's something that, you know, this country's leader, he doesn't, when they take his words out of context and they twist things and you know, he says something like, um, uh, what did he say that people were enraged about, about black people? Which one? Uh, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But he was like basically calling out all the stats and saying you have nothing to lose. And yeah. then they took that and they said, that's racist. Not all black people live in bad neighborhoods. And he didn't apologize because they knew what he meant, you yeah. know? So you have to be careful with that. It's also weird, too, because just having press print about the things they've printed about me over the years are hilarious i'm a racist i'm a sexist i'm homophobic i'm like i was literally beside jonathan van ness on the float during the pride parade that's that's a weird cover for someone against you know it's a game of pokemon and you have to catch them all so if you haven't yet been called homophobic sexist racist misogynist okay it's because you're not winning the game i've won the game well, I've dang. collected them all. Yeah. So do you unlock a level? What do you, <laughs> you do? Unlock a new level where they just go, oh, leave her alone. You're on a new level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Once you collect them all and they've called you everything, they they kind of leave you alone. They're just like, forget it. We've tried to cancel her 16 times. It didn't work. I've been called, I mean, just based on this show, I've been called transphobic, um, oh. Islamophobic, racist, somehow anti-Semitic. I'm pretty sure Dennis Prager's Jewish. Not positive, but he's been on this show before. <laughs> I think he is. Okay. Um, And I, I just look at it and I just go, the thing like, it's funny, but these words lose their meaning. You know, yeah. what I mean? they're just completely losing their meaning. Which now. is a little sad because they should have meaning, right. and there should be terms that actually mean something. If someone does hate someone because of the color of their skin, right? But we don't have it anymore, right? And you're not yeah. going to be able to recognize it because there are evil people in the world. There might be people that are, you know, there that are hiding in pockets that are extremely racist, but they can kind of just get away with it now. Oh well, if the view can get an applause break from supporting them, they'll right. do it. Right. Right. So there's nothing is anything anymore. How was your yeah. experience on the view? <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's, it just happens naturally. Sorry, sound guy. It was, well, just the, the little baby troll that my sister reminded me of yesterday is I went on there wearing a dress of a skeleton. Just the dress had a skeleton on it, and they didn't even notice that I was like, you dumb bitches. Excuse my language. But I'm just like, you're flipping out about something that's not a thing because you got in trouble for talking trash about nurses yesterday. So now you need a villain today. Mm. I'm watching your news cycle of your show. So they're like, oh, quick, women hate us. We have to throw someone under the bus. And I've talked about this before, but they lied to me about why I was coming on. They said it was to talk about women in comedy and how there's a double standard. And then right before the show, I saw backstage what they were actually going to run. And it was like, hates fat people, fat shamer, all this stuff. And I'm like, you dicks. You couldn't go toe-to-toe with me when I had time to prepare mm-hmm. or even any kind of heads up. So I was like, I'll just stay chill. Right. And that's what I did. You I'm did. like, I'll stay chill and let them flip out. Who, who were the hosts funny. then when you were on? What year was that? Um, There was 
there was Whoopi, there was Joy, uh, there was That So Raven was sitting beside me, flipping, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I just I had her theme she was song. On that, yeah, yeah, it's playing yeah. in my head. She'll I'm never like, not be That So Raven. Yeah. yeah, and I remember her saying to me. Nicole, how are we supposed to know what's in our food? And in my mind, I'm like, bitch, flip it over. The ingredients are listed. <laughs> but I'm just, I was dumbfounded that this is reality. Right. And this is on their show. Right. And yeah. and, and the thing that's sad about reality is that, and, and I talk about this all the time, is that they're almost like promoting people to ruin their own lives. Yeah. Right? Like by like making everything okay, everything about acceptance when there are things that you just shouldn't accept. Listen, Lizzo makes great music. Lizzo with her ass out of the NBA game Here's how you know it's inappropriate and it's not about body positivity. If a dude in the same shape rolled in with assless chaps <laughs> to an NBA game, he would be escorted out by security. Mm. So if we want equality, which we do, why is Lizzo's booty hole okay to be on a seat at an NBA game in front of children? It was absolutely disgusting. It's, and I'll just I'll recap like, that in case people watching this don't know what you're referring to. Please look up so, Lizzo's yeah, booty hole. Right. Yeah. Do not actually, I recommend not looking it up, but Lizzo um, is an artist yeah. and she is quite large. Yep. Um, and she went to a basketball game, don't know who was playing, and she decided to wear... Um, chaps that had no... It was like a t-shirt dress and it she was cut just, the booty out. Yeah, she cut the yeah. whole booty out. And so yep. uh, she, in the middle of halftime, like went to the sidelines and started twerking with her full... But out yep. with her thong showing in the middle, and it created this sort of internet firestorm. And, and like a wave, rightfully like so. a sound wave. Yes, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was it was really disgusting. It was, it a was lot absolutely of disgusting. And then people tried to make it about, oh, it's because people won't accept people being fat. It's like, no, I don't care if you're thin. You should yeah. dress like that to a basketball game where people bring their sons and their daughters. I've been on the sidelines. People with their you know, their three year olds, you know, taking their. It's absolutely disgusting. It's just it's actually just a form of degeneracy. And they've made this okay, and reaching. she's become this icon now yeah. of, like, fat acceptance. And it's like, listen, you can, like, you know, accept being fat all you want, but you're just not going to live as long. No. Right? So that's the trade-off, right? So you she's can pretend things are great. You can pretend you're having a good time. But at the end of the day, yep. your life is going to be cut short because yes. there's an inevitability of, like, the fact that this is an issue. It's an epidemic in America. Yes. And you can't shame your arteries out of being clogged. Right. Like, it's not going <laughs> to it's not gonna work. And she's a fantastic dancer, fantastic performer. She will not be dancing like that for much longer because your knees can't handle it. And I just, I don't know if there's anyone in her camp who's ever going to tell her the truth, but Hopefully I, I'm going to go to her show. I think she's a great singer. The yeah. songs are great. I, I mean, see... on the flip side of that, yeah. though, is Adele, who just mm -hmm. lost a lot of weight, and now she's getting skinny-shamed. What? Yes, yes. I just saw this in the press. They're oh, saying wow. that Adele, who everybody knows and has an incredible voice, oh, yeah. she's just lost. I mean, they said stones. I don't know what stones are. Yeah, but the, in, the in Brits American, are silly. Yeah, yeah. The, the Brits are silly. And how many stones she's lost. But she looks like she's lost a good 100 pounds yeah. I mean, easily. Um, and she looks amazing and she looks great and she looks healthy. And now they're saying that she's too skinny and there was something wrong with her before. Who's they? I know. Who they are, are they? They're idiots. I know. I'm like, they're writing these headlines. Like, yeah. Nobody agrees. She looks, you know, she looks fantastic and she needed to get her herself into shape because yeah. she was a she was a really big girl but you can't say that anymore you get canceled well, we just did yeah right. can't cancel us. <laughs> we have survived so many cancels like there could be like a nuclear war right now i know i say it funny i'm canadian and we'll survive like the once you've been canceled this many times they just get mad they just get mad and You're they like, just leave you alone yeah so what is the climate in canada like right now uh, you guys have the um we have trudeau you have trudeau yes we also have the raptors hi nba champs just you've got drake we, we do have Drake. Yeah. yeah, he started from the bottom. He's, now he's here. here. Yeah. yeah, we have Bieber. He's yummy. Uh, the weekend, he's whining about something every other day, yeah. <laughs> banging supermodels. Yeah, like, but we're just more 
kind of chill people. You there are. is some of I do live in the US most of the time now. Oh, you I do. am a legal immigrant. You are. I am. I didn't know there was a way to do it legally. I thought the only option <gasps> well, was I to fly to down to Mexico. Yeah. I ho- I just hopped There's over. a legal method to Are you saying? Yeah. Guys, this is breaking news Here on the Anna Owen show right now. Okay. There is a legal way to get into America. I yep. can't even believe it. I, I we had no idea. Cost me a lot I mean, of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Like I had to pay a lot of money. I had to wait a lot of years. And then it that to me, and I'm just so proud of it, I carried around with me because I'm a dork like that. <laughs> but that to me was my Michelle Williams with her plastic trophy. Like <laughs> Did you have to kill a baby to A few. A few. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't count. They were they were no one wanted those babies. Yeah, yeah. I mean you you think I, I'm married to an immigrant too, and like we're going through so, the whole so process nice of you. right now. Yeah. yeah. And when you go through the process, it just frustrates you even more that there are people that just have no respect for the process and just cut in line and think that it should be a joke because it is expensive. Uh-huh. I mean, we we had to get a lawyer to make sure things are done the right way because yep. they're just asking for you to mess up on the application. I mean, there's so many questions. Yeah. I had to have a hundred pieces of press written about me. That, that was favorable. Uh and that's Before. hard. It is in these days. <laughs> Favorable. That part I couldn't do. True. Right? <laughs> it's like you're just like omitting parts of it. They're like, why is half the article missing? You're like, shh. Just right. Yeah, but I had to have 100 pieces of press. I had to have letters uh, from different employers in the U.S. guaranteeing I'd make a certain income. I had to have letters from officials in the government to get me in. Like, it was a thing. Right. And I'm so proud of it. And that's why I do get annoyed when people jump the line. Right. I was like, hey, like, Stand, get back there. I had to do it. It took me years. Right. You should do it too. Have you been embraced by a lot of people, I mean, in, in the comedic space? Because I kind of see the death of comedy happening right now with, uh. the, with the cancel nine years ago. You tweeted this thing and it's bad. So 10 years later, we're going to cancel you. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah. It's weird because I find that comedy is coming back and punching hard. The, the podcast crew out of New York City is so funny. If you look into like the podcast, the big comedy ones in New York. They're hilarious. A lot of them are coming to L.A., but there were these kind of wokish stand-ups in L.A. that I'm just I'm just like, you guys are annoying. Yeah. But I think that there's a ton of amazing stand-ups coming. Like, I feel like the pendulum is coming back the other way. Right. And stand-up is kicking full force, and I'm excited to go back into that space again. I actually think that Ricky Gervais just knocked the door down hey. at the Golden Globes. I think he did something yep. that people won't realize the cultural significance of that until years to come because so many people were afraid, and they've been afraid for so long, and yep. people have issued so many apologies. I mean, the biggest letdown was Kevin Hart issuing the apology. That was, um, that was rough. Yeah, that was yeah. rough. It was it was bad for comedians. I I feel the same way. And and the I thing- understand he is he's got his family. He has you know heartbeat. He has a company. He has people he's paying. I get the move. I do. Mm-hmm. It was kind of I know he didn't want to do that. Right. And if you watch on Netflix his his series, he's arguing with his publicist about it, oh, and he he, he didn't want to do it. And then he kind of had to. Yeah, and then I you're even seeing now. Like I, I read an article recently that Eddie Murphy just recently mm-hmm. said that he went back and watched some of his stuff when he was younger and it wasn't right for him to say certain things and make certain jokes. And delirious, all the gay jokes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying like he's doing like the retrospect just in case they mind this and cancel me. Like I'm going to go ahead yeah. and apologize for that. And I actually think it's it's sad for a lot of reasons. But the biggest reason is that comedy is such a necessary band-aid. Like yeah. the ability for people to get on stage and make fun of people in the room for all of their differences, right? And I, I always talk about Chris Rock's Bigger and Blacker. Oh. 
like I mean, so good. he is just so irreverent, so yep. ridiculous. I mean, he comes out there, he's like making fun of white people, making fun of black people, and, and hitting truths too, like talking about issues, cultural issues in the black community, talking about white people. First thing he says when he gets on stage is like, "White people, you guys sitting in the back tonight," and like looks up, <laughs> and it's so funny. And you get through it, and you laugh, and you're, and, and by the end of it, everyone feels better because you realize that you're not perfect, and we all kind of suck. We a all bit. suck. We all yeah. suck. We're all awesome, and we all suck. and we all suck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's beautiful. That's, and there's that's, a, right? there's a part of America. I'm not even gonna just say left because I don't like to even pick a side, even though a lot of my thoughts do tend to fall on one side these days. Right. But there's a group of people who just think their shit does not stink. Right. That anything they say is right. And theirs is the stinkiest. Oh, God. <laughs> they're just full of shit, ironically. <laughs> That's the problem is that comedy is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. And you got to punch up down, side, side, just just hit everybody. Right. And I know that that's why my videos went so viral is because I just, I didn't care. I'm like, well, I'm going to say the real thing. And right. And I don't care how you react to truth. And that's what good comedy is. And I, I hope to be doing that in the future. And I hope all my comedy friends just start kicking more ass. Like, I don't give a shit. The more you don't care about what the people who are offended about everything say, right. the more fun you have and the more the audience likes it. And it just makes it easier because then people can just see themselves as human beings and, yeah. and, and realize that we shouldn't be striving to be perfect. And and I, I was actually watching a ton of Louis C.K. stuff the other day. He's so good. He's so good. And Ugh. he has this like, he has this of course but maybe skit. And, and it's, it's so brilliant because what he basically is doing is he's going through like it, the things that we always go, oh, of course, that's what I think. Of course. He's like, mm-hmm voice in the back of your head is like but maybe like totally totally yeah yeah totally irreverent stuff and what's so what's so brilliant about it is that he's tapping into everybody's like subconscious like that place in your head where it's just like everybody has awful thoughts yeah right that's a condition of humanity everybody says awful things like stand-up comedians talk about like something bad happens to you in five seconds you become a racist like everybody becomes a racist like you get cut off in in, in a in line if the person's white you're like freaking white person yep. or like Chinese people you can't drive like instantly oh, it's, that's just true you're angry yeah. <laughs> you just become a racist <laughs> and those things comedians used to put those things out and they were so true and it was so beautiful and it was great and now they're not allowed to do that anymore so people are just like closeted yeah we are like closeted pretending to be perfect on the outside and like pretending like we never have a bad but thought. But the stand-up tours that are selling out are the comics who are doing it. Yeah. Who, the are, ones, who are your favorites? Uh, I think, here's my predictions, okay? Yeah. Uh, versus just my favorites. Because my favorite, like, you know, there's Chappelle. Killed it this year. Bill Burr, always awesome. Love Bill Burr. It shocked me so hard when I met him in person because he was just as dope and just as cool and he wasn't creepy. And a lot of guy comics can be a little on the creepy side. Yeah. 0% creepy. Awesome guy. (laughs) It was shocking when you meet a lot of people in Hollywood who are used to men who are a bit older than you being creepy. He wasn't. He was dope. But my predictions for 2020 comedy, last year I said Andrew Schultz is going to pop. And I, I... I said that to him at the beginning of the year, and he popped, and he has a special coming out, and it's going to be amazing. I guarantee it. There's a podcast called History Hyenas out of New York. It's going to pop. Both those guys on it. It's going to be huge. I know it. Uh, There's a guy named Tim Dillon who I know it, too. He's just going to be huge this year, too. He reminds me of, like, uh, an angry, hilarious, gay Chris Farley. And... (laughs) He does. Like, when you see him, you'll get it. Like, he just kind of reminds me of, like, old SNL and everything that we're missing about old comedy now and it's all that woke kind of stuff. S- it's woke SNL now. Oh, God. It it's unbearable. It is unbearable. It, hurts. it really is. But the Eddie Murphy episode is real good. Yeah. Yeah. Those those are some of the ones that I see popping through this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'll say me. 
I'm I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. People who don't know yet, I hope I show it to you this year. How did you How did you get started? Was that like what was your How did you get into comedy? I feel like it's such a It's such a weird thing to for, get into. Yeah, yeah. I realize that now. People <laughs> ask me this question. I was one of those like star search dancer kids. And no way. Yes way. No way. Yes way. <laughs> yeah. I like that was me. I was like the little toddler and tiara style kind of girl. And then everyone always said I was funny and I would make my classes laugh and I would just be the class clown and I would just be silly and whatever was going on, I would laugh through it. And when it came time to go to college, like I had been on Team Canada cheerleading, I was supposed to go for acting and dance scholarships for here or there. My friend had a college program, like her book, that had a course that was called Comedy, Performance, and Writing. And a literal light bulb went off in my head. And I'm like, I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be a comedian. And my parents went, no, you're not. You're not funny. <laughs> and they were like, we're not paying for that shit. And then I was like, okay, no, I, th I really think I'm supposed to do this. So I made a bet with my parents that I was allowed to audition for the program. And this was started by the people from SCTV who, like Eugene Levy was one of our people that was on our board. Uh, the whole SCTV and SNL original crew were the, the mentors and the people who started this program. Two-year college program, I auditioned. My parents said, we'll talk to the faculty after. And I got a scholarship. Wow. And two weeks later, I was doing stand-up at the comedy clubs. And I don't know why. Like, this is just what I'm supposed to do. That's so interesting. And then you yeah. decided to make a YouTube channel. And that, that was weird. blew up. It did. But that was a weird one because I was disabled for most of my 20s. Uh, I was in bed on disability from a car accident in 2008. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, I think a lot of people know that now. A lot might not know that. Maybe you didn't know that. Yeah. Um, which is why the Dear Fat People video meant a lot to me, too. Because there was a part in that video that I cut out at the last second mm -hmm. that said, as someone who spent this much time in bed wishing my body worked, mm -hmm. how dare you take your body for granted? Oh, that's great. And I was like, mm, that will make it go viral. Don't let them humanize me. Be the villain. Right. Let the message go. But I spent most of my 20s in bed and on drugs and painkillers, legal and legal drugs, and doing all those things. And I eventually got told that I'll never get better that I will be disabled for life. Wow. And I was given the disability certificate is what you get in Canada. And I ripped it up. And I had my Jesus moment where I literally made a deal with God. And I said, if you let me come back, I promise I'll bring as many people with me as I can. And yeah, that's what I'm doing. So just grit and determination. In insane grit, determination, I feel like I'm probably an X-Men, closer to like a <laughs> Deadpool. Like I did crazy treatments that most people wouldn't do. I got needles this long uh, injected into all my nerves wow. with the same stuff you get at the dentist. I still do stuff like that, but I fought my way back yeah. and I couldn't do stand up at the time because the lights were bad. I had a hard time standing up most days. <laughs> Literally could not stand up. Literally could not. And one time I did a, a mini stand up thing on TV and I had to go straight into an ice bath after it was, and I didn't remember it. It was so bad. But, uh, Someone came to me and said, hey, Nicole, they knew me from TV years ago in Canada. And they're like, we think you should be a YouTuber. I'm like, what's a YouTuber? And they flew me to YouTube headquarters and taught me what it was, told me what to do. They wanted me to go in this super cheesy makeup tutorial-y thing. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm a comedian. And I fought them on it for about six months. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do this my way. After I went to Kevin Hart stand-up show, I'm like, I'm going to do it my way. Next day, I put out uh, Dear Instagram Models, which was the first viral one. 
couple of weeks later, it was the Dear Fat People, and then I just kept going. You maybe should repost the Dear Instagram models one. <gasps> I, I agree. I think it's gotten much worse. It has. It's actually changed the sphere of everything right. for young women. It's a little scary. Mm. I feel bad for them. I know 12-year-olds who think that they should be posting photos of their yeah. butt. I, I mean, I was literally just talking about this, and it's just, it's gotten so bad. Instagram is is literally cancerous for people's minds. It's so bad. I mean, these girls are are deluded. It's weird for myself because I want to be hot. I want to be sexy, but I want to show you I need to be something else too. Right. And I don't think I need to take out any part of that yeah. to prove it. Like I personally love J-Lo yeah. because yeah. she's she's 50. She's still selling ace mm. and uh, she's talented. She's a boss. She's, you know, considered a kind human from what I know. Yeah. And she's smart, but she's still hot. See, that's interesting. Well, so I actually – I always say attack Hollywood. Who are the good examples out of Hollywood right now? Because hmm. they they're not all bad. No. Well, I do think Ricky Gervais is dope. Yeah, he's you great. Know, I, I do think there's a lot of – like I love seeing Elizabeth Banks producing. I think that she is the answer to Me Too. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that Me Too should just be about pointing at guys and saying, you know, everything is wrong. Yes, there's been some jerks and douchebags who have done awful stuff and should be called out. But the answer isn't saying all of you are wrong. I think the answer is, okay, girls, go do the job yourself. Right. Be the producer. Be the director. Be the casting director. And then you don't have to worry about that. Right. You know, start your own company. Be your own boss. Yeah, and I, I used think to really that, love Tina Fey and Amy Poehler yeah, as a team. They were so great. They were so great. Before before Woke SNL, you know, and they, and they used to write and produce and act in uh, so many of their films. And yeah. they, they used to talk about, like, real films feminist issues what I mean is like the conversation of like women having to decide between like their career or having another baby like Tina Fey actually mm-hmm. wrote a beautiful piece on like how she was getting to an age where she was like but my career is going so well but do I give my son like a sibling and it was so good because it was like an issue that like it is a full fully a woman's issue it's yep. something that men will never have to go through it wasn't this attack on men or renouncing it but it yeah. was something that every woman could read and feel like okay I might go through this one day yep um, but now it's just it's not that you know, it's not, you know, it's just, not I love that you said that because I think this is what we have in common is we go towards the solutions and the discussions versus the victimhood of it all. Right. That's where I think the difference lies with, uh, I have a lot of friends in Hollywood too, but they're more the badasses. Right. And we, they don't play victim no matter what's going on. And I like that. And I say, okay, there's a problem. Let's find a solution. Right. And, right. and it's a mentality. And I, mean, yeah. and I guess because you, like, you know, survived your car accident and ripped up your disability certificate, you've kind yeah. of, you naturally have that, right? Yeah. That's why, like, their words on the internet just don't hurt that much. Right. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I can literally it. log off of Twitter at any moment. And I just yeah. say to myself, it's just incredible to me. Like, it, people had to live through, like, real stuff, like, world wars, Great Depressions. And, like, right now, like, our great wars, like, I can't deal with mean world mean words on the internet i'm just like toughen up it's true turn it off you know those people though that get mad that are like super woke and stuff you've never been through shit that's how i know you've never (laughs) been through real shit is you're mad at words Mm. on the internet or you're mad at an article and just the hypocrisy i know you see it but like kids don't do drugs while they have blow in their nose, like right. Hollywood, or like don't bully while the same celebrities are posting shit on Twitter, tearing down either the president or someone else. Oh my just, gosh, it's just all. Wait, you're all one day it, I'm going you know? to actually release like the private messages between me and Jamila J- Jalil or whatever the Go Jamil, on. this like you know the actress that was yeah. supposed to be on my podcast, but then canceled it because I said only women can give birth. I made that mistake of saying, what a baby saying the truth on the internet. I made that mistake. I yeah. just cannot. Well, learn. that's that. 
that's how true. to lie. Yeah, that's true though. Um, but prior to that, she was like messaging me privately on on Twitter. I'm sorry, just where would it come out on a man? I just don't know what her thoughts are. <laughs> I, I just I'm trying to picture it and it hurts. It's it like hurts. Squeezing it. It, no, it hurts. Gross. It's not nice. To think, yeah, to even think about. Okay. No but, um, uterus. It's weird. This. I mean. The amount of attacks and the nastiness of the things that she said to me, and I, and I actually said to her, I just want to confirm, you're an anti-bullying activist, right? Mm. And she said, well, well, yeah, but I'm just dishing it to you because you dish it to other people. I'm like, oh, oh so you're the vigilante bully. Oh, I get it. it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you go around and you decide who you're allowed to attack based off of what you decide people, you know, what people you think are, are deserving of those words. Oh, And I'm like, you're it. so hypocritical. You're so, you're so hypocritical. No, they're just full of shit. Yeah, Listen, they I'm really sorry are. to your editors. I, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Prager, you. And I've sworn a bunch. You're gonna have to bleep me. <laughs> she's she's full of shit. So she makes money on being an activist, mm-hmm. and that that's a profession now. And most of the activists that I've met are assholes. In real life, oh. they're assholes, Definitely and not. their profession is pretending to be nice. Yeah, and it's weird. It's weird. They're really mean they're people. Just actors. Yeah who didn't do well acting, so they're acting like they're nice. <laughs> it's a really weird thing that we don't just call it out and go, hey, shut up. Yeah. You know, like, you're full of it. And I do now. I actually do. Okay, that's good. So what's next for you? Oh, gosh, all of the things. Uh, cartoons and really? shows. And, yeah, I've been, I've been, I had 10 years in bed. So <laughs> I was writing a lot. So there's feature films coming this year. There's cartoons coming this year. Uh, my podcast is starting. I'd love to have you on it. I would love to be yeah, on it. Yeah, Arbor Effect. It will be coming out in the next month. I, I don't know that. when this airs, but look for the Arbor Effect. And yeah, lots of stand up, all the things this year. Well, I love that you have remarkably positive attitude. I think Thanks. women need to see examples of people that are positive. And and understand that bad things happen to everybody. It's not yeah. about falling down. It's about how many times you get, get up. up. Yeah, oh, how wow. many times you get up or Freaking stand across up. From me. Right. Yeah. Um, so we wrap every episode by allowing you to leave a two-minute face message for the world. Ooh. So you're gonna look into this camera, and if you wanted your wor- your words to fall upon the ears of everyone in the world, this would be the time. On your mark, get set, world. I give you. Nicole Arbor. Hi, world. Nicole Arbor here. I want you to be positive. I want you to get up. Every time you get down, you get back up because go team. You can cheer for other people the way you want to be cheered for and everything is awesome. (laughs) Okay, that's all. I think that was my favorite two-minute outro. Thank you guys for watching the latest episode of The Candace Owens Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As many of you guys already know, PragerU is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. I would really appreciate your support.